Hey everyone, and thank you for joining us yet again. Um, if you missed episode three, part one, you can go back and check that out on your favorite streaming service. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off, so here we go. Blood and Barrels discuss cases that contain graphic content. And Mike has a potty mouth. So does Amy. Nah. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> So what do you say before we jump into my case, we try a couple more beers? I'm down. Let's uh, do it. All right, cool. So I think for this one, why don't we try different beers? Sounds you good. Wanna, you want to you wanna do that? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I I think I'm going to try the uh, Isla Mirada Beer Company's India Pale Ale. Um, it's called the Channel Marker IPA. And I have the same brewery. Isla Mirada. I finally got it right. Finally. Nice. High five. Instead of Isla Mirada. <laughs> uh, coconut key lime ale because, you know, got to have something key lime while you're in the keys. True. <clears throat> and it's called the No Wake Zone. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I did not. I, so I was supposed to try the key lime pie and just never got around to it. I know you don't like I don't, but you key didn't. lime pie. I, I reminded you. Yeah, but I'm interested. I'm interested to see if you're gonna like this one because you don't, don't like, like key, key lime, lime pie. I mean, I don't know if, but you like limes, but I you don't like. I do like limes. Key lime pie. So I'm curious if this has that key lime pie flavor or what. But anyway, well, check it out. Yeah. So uh, let's crack these uh, open. Nice. Fizzy. <clears throat> Fizzy. Um. Let's see. So cheers. Cheers. Oh, I really like that, actually. I was about to say, that's actually really good. Yeah, it's... So this is a really smooth IPA. Uh -oh. um, the, this is one of those you could, like, Cream. sit on the beach. Well, I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about mine. No, not... no. I'm just saying another word for smooth would be creamy <laughs> don't let your mother get into your head smooth is a fine word and i can say smooth in every episode if i want but <laughs> but, but no it, it is smooth and no it's not creamy because that's disgusting uh, i mean you might say creamy about a like a stout but not not an ipa not not to me anyway um but no it's, it's actually it's i could see sitting on the beach on a hot summer day sipping that one for sure um, I really like that one. So I'll tell you uh, a little bit about mine. So they describe it as a medium bodied ale that dials back both the alcohol and the hop profile. So it has a lightly citrus rind bitterness that brightens the caramel malt flavor. Um, I, I'd be honest. I didn't get a lot of the caramel malt flavor. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's definitely dialed back. It's only a 5.1% um, 
IPA. So it's it's a session IPA, which makes sense because most session IPAs are going to be that lower ABV. They're sure. usually less hopped, um, so they're not so overpowering. I think mine's low. Yours is five point something. You said mine's five point one. Yours is four point nine. Oh, the can says five. I oh, guess does they it? rounded up they on must the can. Have round- yeah. Well, mine says five as well. So, yeah, they're rounding. But, yeah, yours is the, the no wake zone coconut uh, key lime ale. Yes. Here, try it. It's oh, very, okay. very, very good. You want to try mine? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Trade. Okay. For oh, me. That's pretty good. For me, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. I. I don't like a, a whole lot of like weird fruit and shit in my beer. <laughs> um, I, I totally see why you like it. It's good. The coconut in 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 the beer is, is that's not for me. Um, I, I, but I'm glad you like it. That's just not my style. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So they say that the the coconut dominates, which I completely agree. Uh, it does. With. It it definitely does. Yeah, but coconut dominates with a slight zip of lime zest. Uh, the smooth, creamy, and, and in this case, I actually agree, it does have a bit of a creamy um, flavor. Um, but the smooth, creamy mouthfeel, which I don't think anybody should ever say that, but uh, <laughs> and light sweetness makes this uh, a dessert that's light enough to drink all day. Cruising on the aisle. Okay, that's just a bunch of extra stuff. So <laughs> that's like, oh, yeah. Okay, but no, really. So I, I actually agree with their description completely. So what they what they were aiming for and what uh, they describe it as is exactly what I get off of it. So if you like that kind of coconut. It tastes like a dessert. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's just not, a, that's not how I like my beer. So. Well, I was going to say, if you're looking for a beer that. It's like a man's man beer. Yeah, they, that ain't it. It, it. This isn't it. But if you're a girl who wants to say they're drinking a beer, but you don't really like beer, check it out. It doesn't really taste like beer. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's great. I love it. She loves it. it. Like I said, it's just not my style. So I can't, I can't really... I can't personally give it bad scores because that's just not my style. Um, so I was kind of destined to not like it <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He was like, why are you buying that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, you want coconut in your beer? That's weird. Like lime I get. I put lime in a Corona like or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't I get actually the lime. get the lime out of this. Like you said, it it's mostly coconut. And it's I'm, very coconut forward for sure. I am not a big coconut person either, but I do like coconut in my alcohol. Love coconut rum. Yes, that's true. You do love some coconut I rum. I love, I, I will drink coconut rum for days. Yeah. So it totally makes sense that I like this, but I won't just like eat coconut. Yeah, I'm with, I don't, yeah, I won't either. And I, and I like coconut, I like coconut rum and like Diet Coke or whatever or Coke, but yeah, not in my beer. But yeah, that being said, um, both very good beers. I am don't like the one, but that's just me. <laughs> so, uh, But the Session IPA is on point for sure. It's because uh, you're, really you're too manly for the coconut key lime I guess, ale. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I've, I've been impressed, uh, you know, with everything from Isla Mirada, you know. Yeah. Aside from the ones that just aren't for me. Right, they're just, right. You know, and well, and, I, and, and it Key- makes sense because yeah, they're in the Keys, so they're gonna have some more tropical type flavor beers. So, well, even the Florida Keys Brewery, which I don't 
I don't think we've actually reviewed the iguana bait yet, but it's very florally very we'll do our best we're still trying to make that flight in the morning we'll see what happens so <laughs> right exactly but it's it, it, i did taste it at the brewery and it's very florally very beachy very they got to keep their their beachy feel in some of their beers sure. you know both I, of them I, well that one was was it hibiscus Yes, this one's hibiscus. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll try that in, in at the end of the episode. It's probably a, a lighter beer. Um, it's a Kolsch, so it is. We'll it's five point one. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, that being said, we've got our drinks. Are you ready to hear about some piracy? Are you ready to go? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Oh, I was like, we're not leaving. <laughs> we can't leave the hotel. Yeah. No, no, no. Are we you? We have ready? to record. Are you ready to tell your story? I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So, real quick, I'm actually going to go ahead and give y'all my um, uh, my sources on this one because I had to pull really heavily off of a few of them, and it, you know, like I certainly don't want to like plagiarize or anything, but the um, it because the details were very con- concrete. And stated in a way that it was really hard to deviate from sometimes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you the, the resources. Please, you know, go read up on this stuff. Um, but funnily enough, I actually got in this case, um, I got my information from the FBI uh, archives. Uh, so they actually have an article called Murder on the High Seas. And then they have another one that I pulled off of, which is actually... And I won't give you the name of it right now just because it would give too much away. But it is actually um, the court documents that outline. So it's kind of the affidavit outlining the charges um, or or the events leading up to and the reason for the charge. So I've got those. um, I've got a couple other ones, but those were really the ones that, um, you know, I really wanted to point out because I had to pull pretty heavily from those. So all that being said. Let's jump into it. I'm ready. So this case takes place back in 2007. Okay, Um, so it's more recent than my case, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) this was like, what, the 1800s or something? No, 1920s. 1920s. Close. Same same thing. 1920s, 1800s. back in 2007, like it was forever ago. (laughs) Yeah. So, So they say on or about, so right within a day or two of each other. Um, so on or about September 21st, 2007, two gentlemen by the name of Kirby Logan Archer and Guillermo Zarabozo uh, went to the Sissy Baby Sport Fishing. Um, it's basically a place where you would go and rent uh, or charter a boat uh, to go sport fishing, right? Okay, so can I just say Kirby does not sound like a gentleman? Sorry, I'm just going with the story, man. I'm just I'm telling my story. Guillermo. Just let it just let it go. Guillermo. It, that does sound fancy, right? Yeah. That's I but like Kirby. That I like that name. Um but yeah, so anyway, so they're in Miami. They're at the Miami Beach Marina and they go to Sissy Baby Sport Fishing Inc., which sounds is, like a strip club. It does kind of sound like a strip club. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely does. I agree with you. But they go there to to, to charter a boat. And so these two guys wind up uh, speaking to a representative about chartering uh, this one specific uh, boat called Joe Cool. 
Nice. Um, and it is a 47-foot fishing boat. Now, what their intention is, is to charter it for a trip to Bimini on September 22nd. Now, I had to look this up. Bimini is the westernmost district of the Bahamas. So, basically, okay. they're trying to charter a boat to the Bahamas, right? Um, Do the Beach Boys sing about the Bahamas? I, I feel like... Uh, you know, I bet they did at some point, but Key I couldn't Lago, tell you. Montego. Bermuda, Bahama, come oh, on, pretty yep. mama. Yeah, See, they did. Okay. It fits. Okay, nice, that, nice. I, I feel like these yep. guys are trying to go on a vacation. They're trying to live the beach the Beach Boys vibe. Get your Beach Boy thing on. Right. Okay. Just wanted to make sure they actually sang about the Bahamas before I... They did. Well, we sang it out and figured it out. Yep, so, so we're um, good. Okay, go yeah. ahead. So anyway, they talked to the rep at the at the actual location, and they basically said, you know, why don't you call the the corporate office? Corporate so, office. I have no idea where that would be. But. So, so you don't need a passport to go to the Bahamas? You do. You do. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, okay. I believe you do. So, and, and I'll get there in a second. Okay, sorry. No, 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 you're good. That, that's a legit question because I wouldn't know. You know, my passport has stamps from Costa Rica and... Uh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua and yeah. Cabo. And, and Cabo, yeah. So, but not. I lost not, mine. I have no stamps. Right, but not too many places. So, you know, I wouldn't have known. But, um, <clears throat> well, when you say the reason I ask is because when you say they're chartering a fishing boat, you don't think of having to have your passport if you're just chartering a fishing boat, like right? Usually, you're you just, absolutely right. So, I think so that's the, why the rep told them to call the the main office, and the reason is is because they're chartering a fishing boat, but they're asking for the fishing boat to to, go to take them the to way. the Bahamas, Got which. You. I don't think it was probably their normal line of business. I think they usually took them on fishing trips. But and they're asking back. for a chartered ride to uh, the Bahamas. So okay. so they did. Um, two guys, they called the corporate number. The owner of Sissy Baby Fishing. I was about to say 1-800-SISSY-BABY was the corporate <laughs> something number. Something like something. That, yeah. So they wound up, so he wound up meeting them the next day. This is, so now we're on September 22nd. He and met, we're still in Miami. We're still in Miami. Okay. Uh, he meets them on the dock, and basically they kind of start discussing, you know, the situation. And okay. So, okay. And so what they told what they told the owner is that basically they'd all been packing. The girlfriend packed, and when she did, she stuck his passport in her bag. And she's nowhere to be found. Well, no, she's at so so she is actually at the Big Game Resort and Yacht Club in Bimini. Oh, so she's already she's in already the Bahamas. right. So gotcha. she, they went ahead because so these guys were actually like contractors, um, and so they were supposed to be. I think I don't I don't, I don't remember the, the exact details, but I think they were some sort of contractors, and so they'd been at a job, and basically they finished the job up early, so they were going to go over and meet him. Realized we can't book flights because. We don't have our passports. Well, I, I don't know if Guillermo did, but I know Archer didn't have his passport. Kirby. Kirby Archer. Kirby didn't have a girlfriend. <clears throat> He's full of shit. Well, we'll get there. But oh, anyway. Well, I'm just guessing. I actually know nothing. I've never heard about this case, but right. I would never date a guy named Kirby, so, you know. I mean, I get where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I get that, yes. So anyway, so yeah, so they're trying to, to charter the boat. Basically, what they're saying is, I've talked to my girlfriend. She knows I'm coming. We've kind of talked about time, destination. She's going to meet me on the dock. She'll show you she's, my passport. No, she's going to bring... So, ba- so basically, they were going to have like another like 
it was almost like there was another boat that was going to be kind of off there that she was going to get on and give him his passport so that he could get into the country. Oh, right? okay. So okay. there was going to be a handoff because they How's couldn't he dock. Get in if he right, exactly. So I mean, it's you know they had a, a plan, right? Which was I'm going to get my pass. She's going to get my passport to me. We're mm. going to we're going to finish it out. So. His his imaginary girlfriend. <clears throat> I mean, even people named Kirby have girlfriends. Sounds fishy to me. Well, I mean, we are in the ocean here, so <laughs> it should be fishy, right? I, I don't know. So, so anyway, so the the owner agrees. True. Yeah, <laughs> right. So the owner agrees. Um, Archer pays the owner four thousand dollars cash. It's probably more than he's used to getting, which is I, probably why he agreed. Right, and I would imagine that's the case because I. So I don't know how much it costs to charter one of these boats, but I, I mean, I, we've done like deep sea fishing stuff and well, we almost did one on this trip and it, yeah, it was only half a day, but it was what 55 bucks a person. Right now, granted they're going, they're traveling a pretty far distance, right. I would imagine. So it would make sense. You got to pay for gas and right. blah, blah, blah. So anyway, so he pays him the $4,000 in cash. Um, oh, that's why it was in cash. I didn't catch that. Yeah. So he pays it all in cash, all in $100 bills. The owner takes $1,000 of that money and gives it to Jack Brannon, who is the Joe Cool's captain, as basically his fee. His payment for driving the boat. Right. So this is the charter company. Now the captain's getting paid. So an hour before the departure... Uh, Samuel Carey, who is the first mate of the Joe Cool, so okay, he so works like under the, the captain. Right, he works under the captain. Um, he goes and he buys bait and tackle, and he's kind of talking to the guys. He's right here, right there in that same area. Well, and it's still a fishing boat, so we might as well fish on the way too. What? And that's exactly so. That's what he says. You know, he he starts telling them, "Hey, man, we're making pretty good money. We're taking these guys out. We're gonna drop them off, and then we're gonna fish our way back." Okay. So okay. you know, because they can catch fish and sell them or eat or whatever, so they whatever can, they plan on well, doing they with can it. Dump, they can increase their their income. Well, yeah. I mean, and why if you're going to drive that far, right? Or sail? Well, they're not sailing. You you know what I'm saying? If, if you're, you're going, going that if far, if you're going to captain a boat that far, <laughs> yeah, right. Then you know why not make a little money on the well, way sure, back? Well, sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you don't have like a set time to be back. And I don't know if they did, but if they're just dropping these dudes off, and then they can just kind of slowly make their way back. I'm sure you get all kinds of fish that you can make a shit ton of money on going between the Bahamas and Miami. Right, exactly. So on September 22nd, at around 4.30 p.m., the Joe Cool departed, and it had the following people on board. So uh, Captain Jake, and I did I say Jack before or did I say Jake? If I said Jack, uh, I believe you said Jack. Okay, I apologize. I, I got uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in my head. Uh, so Captain Jake Branham, um, it, so he's on board. Um, Samuel Carey, the first mate. We've got Kelly Sue Branham, which is actually the captain's wife. So okay. she, I'm assuming, kind of works the ship too. So just, these are all crew members, right? She's probably like, "Hey, boo." I'm going to work with you so I can ride on the boat, too. Yeah. Everybody wants to be on a boat. Well, I'm going to quit my job and be a, a, a tiki Tiki boat, boat cat. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. I agree. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Scott Michael Gamble. 
so one one of them said that he was a member of the Branham family, and then I think another one said maybe he, a cousin or somebody, something. Yeah, I think another one said he was a family friend. So I apologize, I don't have the exact um, like, relationship there, but sounds like people aren't sure. <laughs> What the relationship is. That may be, although I think they were both from the FBI side, so maybe there was a mix-up. I don't know. But So anyway, Scott Michael Gamble was on board. He's either a friend of the family or he is a family member. Or he's a chosen uh, family member. Could be, too, yeah. Or he may be, like, cousin or something. I don't know. So And then, of course, we've got uh, Kerber, uh, Kerber, Kirby, Logan, Archer. I like and, Kerber better than Kirby. Yeah, right. And Guillermo Zarbozo. Uh, Zara Zara Bozo. I keep messing his name up. Just call him Guillermo. 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 Forget about his last name. Guillermo is Guillermo. way better. Right. So we've got six people aboard this vessel. We're going out And it to can see. hold way more because it's what you said, 47 feet? Vessel. So they could probably hold way more. So these six people probably have this huge boat like to themselves, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know much about boats, but... So the next day on September 23rd at approximately 6 p.m., um, the owner of Sissy Baby became concerned because the last contact he'd had with the crew was at about 3.30 p.m. the day before. So actually before they left the dock to go on their trip. So this would be my question, and I know you probably don't know, but this is a question for any listeners that maybe are boat captains or know the answer, but... The, the last contact he had with them was before they left the dock, right? Correct. So it's been right around 24 hours and he hasn't heard anything? Is little, that right? A little over. A little over? My thought, being ignorant, because I know I'm ignorant of boat travel, but my thought would be going from Miami to the Bahamas, like you said, is probably a pretty good trek. Yeah. And they may not be able to contact each other that much like what if there was a huge wave or what so uh, so, you know what i'm saying like and i I will say this i i'm not an expert on any of this stuff uh at all uh i do understand that maritime radios have a pretty good distance okay okay see i didn't even know and if i said that wrong then captain dana is gonna she's gonna message me and be like She's going to be like, you totally messed that up. But anyway, I think the radios that they have on board have a pretty good distance. Uh, what so that they distance still is, would I don't have been know. Able, he should have been checked. The captain should have been checking in like every couple hours or something. I would think so. But okay. also, but but ultimately, they would have they would have dropped and then re- and then started heading back. So, I, so he it would knows. only take a day, a day to get from Miami to the Bahamas, even though it's a long distance? So I don't know the exact time. Okay, what okay. I do know is that they had a plan and they had a set check-in time. Oh, and, okay. And so what uh, the owner reported, and he went, so he wound up contacting the Coast Guard and saying, okay. they missed check-in. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. Go ahead. Right. So after he contacts the Coast Guard, they immediately begin searching. Okay, so it must have been a big deal if the Coast Guard immediately started. Okay. All right. Now, according to uh, a report I saw from the Associated Press, they looked for like days. Um, according to the uh, affidavit that was, I think it was the FBI affidavit, mm-hmm. I think that he made it sound like they, they found him really quick. 
So okay, there's so a little really bit of a know. conflicting report there. I mean, I will say the news tends to make things more dramatic. So I'm just going to go with what the FBI said. So I don't know what happened, but just hearing what you said right now, my first thought is the Associated Press said they searched for days. I'm assuming because of the type of podcast we are, somebody got killed. So maybe the Associated Press was talking about looking for the victims and the FBI saying they found the boat super quick? Well, you're jumping ahead a little bit, but no. Oh, okay. We're talking about finding the boat. Oh, so the Associated Press said it took days to find the boat. Yeah, okay, correct. Okay. So the so there was a there seemed or or I misunderstood. That's possible too. But that being said, um, so the Coast Guard pretty quickly discovered the vessel eleven nautical miles southwest of Anguilla Cay, Bahamas, Anguilla. in the Bahamas. Um, now that is approximately, I believe, if I looked at it right, 30 miles from Cuba. Okay. So, yeah. So, the Joe Cool was adrift without a, without a crew, and when they found it, it was in complete disarray. Hmm. Um, so, I'm going to read this directly from the criminal complaint. The search revealed, among other things, Zara Bozo's Florida identification card, Six marijuana cigarettes, uh, multiple half-opened packs of cigarettes, a laptop computer, computer accessories, luggage, a daily planner, clothing, cameras, and a cellular telephone. A handcuff key was also found on the vessel's bow, as well as a substance on the vessel's stem that appeared to be blood. I know what the bow is. What's the stem? So I know that the bow is the front of the ship, mm-hmm. but I've never heard the term stem. I've heard stern. Yeah. Um, poop deck. Which, main deck. The poop deck. There is a poop deck. No, That's I know. A, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I've, I've heard the term poop deck, but yeah, I'm not real sure what they mean by stem. Yeah, I've never I don't heard know that either. That's like That's the middle of the boat. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. That makes sense. Like. Yeah. But yeah, so the bow is, is the front. So, yeah, so anyway, that that is kind of the items that they found on the ship once they came aboard. And this is the Coast Guard, by the way. Cell phone, marijuana, reefer, ID, blood. Um, luggage. Oh, yeah, that's right, luggage. You got ID card, right? Yeah, I said ID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, near Dog Rocks which is a short distance uh, south of where they found the Joe Cool. It's like an island or something? uh, I'm not real sure what Dog Rocks is, but they said near Dog Rocks. Okay. You You Google it and and, and you can let me know when you find it. Um, But basically, a short distance from where they found the Joe Cool, they they found Archer and Zarboza floating on an orange life raft with their luggage and some other stuff. And oh, so the luggage on the boat wasn't theirs. Well, no. So the 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 owner actually helped them load their their baggage up. They had six bags with them, and the owner helped them load their bags onto the boat. So it was their luggage. That, oh, and, so they took what they 
Right. And gotcha. so they took their stuff. They said they had some other like personal effects. So when I say some other stuff, it was personal effects. Um, okay. So, but during the search and rescue, the Coast Guard interviewed Zara Bozo. And he explained that the boat had been attacked by Cuban pirates. Okay. And when the hijackers boarded the boat, they immediately shot Captain Jake Branham. Oh, poor Jake. Captain Jake. Um, And when they shot him, his wife, Kelly Sue Branham, became hysterical and to shut her up, the hijackers shot and killed her as well. Well, that's rude. Well, yeah, I would agree. I mean, it makes sense. You just shot her well, husband yeah. in front of her. You but... don't want to witness. Right. Blah, and so, blah. so anyway, so then they turn to one of the other crew members and order them to uh, throw the bodies of the captain and the wife overboard. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. The only thing that I could really find was that it's it's like a scuba diving site almost. It's called Dog Rock Dog Rocks Wall. Mm-hmm. And it's they consider it part of the Bahamas, so they must have been almost there. But it's a really popular um diving area. Average depth is seventy feet, maximum depth is ninety four feet, and no you cannot snorkel there. Okay. You can only scuba dive. No, that makes sense based on the depth. The depth, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like they made it pretty close. To what? To the Bahamas. Because they consider Dog Rocks part of the Bahamas from what I well, just saw. Well, so you have to remember that the Bahamas are made up of like... Multiple. A ton of islands. So, And they, I think they kind of do this. And I think they get near Cuba. So I imagine it's relatively sure, close. Yeah. And you when saw, he says do this... He made oh, yeah. an arch symbol with his hand for those of you who can't right. see him. But I want to say it's comprised of like, uh, let me look, because now, now I don't want to tell you wrong. How many islands are in the Bahamas? Boom. Either 700 islands. Oh, shit. The Bahamas extends 760 miles from the coast of Florida. Mm-hmm. And this is a... Uh, Straight from Bahamas.gov.bs. Gotta love that one. <laughs> Bahamas.gov.bullshit. Sure yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it stands for like Bahama something. Yeah, but this is right what comes up when you Google it uh, on Google. Because that's what you do on Google is Google things. Um, <laughs> you almost spit your drink out. <laughs> I did. That was awesome. So yeah, so it says that the the Bahamas extends 760 miles from the coast of Florida on the northwest almost to Haiti. Oh shit, so down by the Dominican, because Haiti's by the Dominican. Yeah, so Florida on the northwest and uh, to almost Haiti on the southeast. So I'm going to preface what I'm about to say with this. So to give you a definition, a K, C-A-Y... Also spelled C-A-Y-E, or a key, is a low-elevation, sandy island on the surface of a coral reef. Which would explain why we were seeing Baker's K. Right, right, exactly. So the Bahamas consists of 700 islands, 2,400 Ks, 
Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, so it's huge, right? I mean, I, I, I say that it's it sounds huge. It, yeah, it sounds really really big because um, the keys, I feel like, had like fifty. Right, and it has a <laughs> and it has a um, an area of five thousand three hundred and fifty three square miles. I wonder if the Bahamas have a seven mile bridge like the keys do. It's entirely possible. <laughs> it's entirely possible. <laughs> So anyway, big, big, gigantic tangent. Um, so anyway, so I'll just kind of start back where I was then. So during the search and rescue, the Coast Guard interviewed Zarbo, Zara Bozo. I'm going to get it right eventually. Guillermo. Guillermo. Uh, he explained that the boat had been attacked by Cuban pirates, which fucking pirates of the Caribbean, right? When the hijackers boarded the boat, they immediately shot and killed Captain Jake Branham. Poor Captain Jake. Poor Captain Jake. Um, when they shot Jake, or Captain Jake. Um, Captain. 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 His wife, Kelly Sue Branham, uh, she became hysterical, which you know, makes sense, right? I mean, you just shot your... You just, I'm sorry, you didn't just shot. You saw... You watched your husband be right, shot you just saw, by a Cuban pirate. Right, so she's freaking the fuck out, right? There's fucking pirates on the boat. I'd they have shot her the husband. fucking pirate. Well, I don't know that they had any weapons, but... I'd have found one. Fair enough. I mean, you'd be Luggage. over there with an oar whacking people <laughs> right. in the head with an oar or whatever. <laughs> Luggage. Yep. Sock. Whatever I can find. Throw in uh, what, what are the the little round life preservers over their heads and shit? <laughs> <laughs> so, Anything can be a weapon, I, y'all. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So anyway, so but when she when she lost her shit and became hysterical, the hijackers actually shot her and killed her as well, pretty much immediately. Well, gotta get rid of the witness. Well, true. Um, now, after those two had been murdered. They looked at one of the crew members and basically said, throw their bodies overboard. Get oh, rid of them. shit. Which is fucked up. And you got to remember, these are these are friends and family, right? Right. So, um, cousin slash buddy, we don't know we which. We don't know, yeah. Had to throw the bodies of his... And first mate, you know. And so... Well, oh, wait, but... they killed the first mate, too? No, 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 no. Right now, only captain and Uh-oh, wife. Oh, so first mate but, had to help. But they refused. To throw the bodies over because these are, I agree, but unfortunately they shot and killed one of, I don't know who they went to first, but they shot that crew member. They told the other crew member at this point, now get rid of all three bodies, get rid of these bodies, throw them overboard. They refused and they shot shot and killed them. So now all four crew members of the Joe Cool are dead. And murder on the boat because nobody will throw them overboard. Right. So then, now at this point, the hijackers look at Zarabozo Guillermo. Guillermo, and they say, and 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 what was his name? Kirby. I was gonna say Skippy. Yes, but they're not. So they they went one by one. So at this point, they're on Guillermo. But Kirby's still around. He's still there. Okay. He's on the boat. Well, I mean, where did he? Where would he go? Well, I I was just making sure I remembered that Kirby was the other. Yes, you're. Yes, yes, he is. So, and he is still present. He's not skipping class this day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he probably wishes he did. If, uh, yeah. If I Cuban mean, pirates are taking over the right. boat. So he. So they turn to Zarbozo and they say, "Look, get rid of these bodies." 
So he throws all of the bodies overboard, and then... So you now know. it's Guillermo and Kirby with the pirates. Yep, yep, yep. So they do their piratey shit, and they ultimately leave, and they leave Zarbozo and Archer alive. Um, on the boat. On the boat. So then why did the Coast Guard find them? Or, well, okay, well, and, it, and okay, so I, that part is unclear to me, but it may be that they're like, we're going to do our priority shit, so get on the life raft and row your happy asses to Cuba or I whatever. Know, it's fishy. I'm telling you, this shit all sounds fishy again. I don't disagree. I mean, we have, in our lifetime, experienced pirates. Uh, I want to say, God, I wish I could remember where it was. No, pirates but, are still around. Right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're still piratey people they're different they, they don't wear eye patches say, have peg legs and hunt treasure about. but they're you know but, you know pirates are still around so it, it's not the pirate aspect that makes it sound fishy to me it just if if the pirates jumped off the boat and left them alone then why did the coast guard find them float like no <laughs> something's I, I, not there something's not right there i get it i get it so the coast guard finds these guys in this little orange floaty. With um, their luggage. Some of with it. With their luggage. They bring them on board. Zarboza has now told his kind of version of the story and what has happened. Oh, Guillermo. And, oh, Guillermo. Oh, Guillermo. So, at this time, uh, Archer and Zarboza are now aboard the Coast Guard's you know, main kind of big vessel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're rescuing shit. Right. And at this time, they tell them, you know, we've got to investigate you. They they read them their Miranda rights. Good for them. Yeah. I said um, it sounds fishy. Good for the Coast Guard. Right, right. Well, but surprisingly, both men waived their Miranda rights and agreed to the interviews. Well, which, you know. Well, because pirates took over the odd. ship. Right. Now, according to federal re- federal law... Regarding crimes on the high sea, the FBI... You're probably about to answer my question. Go ahead. Yeah, the FBI actually takes lead on investigations like so, this. So, no, you didn't answer my question then. And you probably don't know the answer. Probably nobody does. But when you're, on, when you're in the sea like that, like you just said, the... Um, are you in like international jurisdiction or something? Well, they were. It seems like they were pretty close to the Bahamas. So how did they determine that they were on U.S. waters? Because like when I went on my cruise with Jen, yeah, uh, like an hour out of Galveston, we were in no regulation zone or whatever and we could gamble like how and i know you don't know the answer yeah i have no idea i would love for somebody to say because it sounds to me like they were closer to the bahamas than to miami so the only thing i can think of is fbi got involved because it was an american boat and that very well may be but it still it still gets wishy-washy because even if the, it's an American boat, if it's in a, another country's territorial waters, but they may have been in waters that aren't claimed. Okay, Captain Dana, we're 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 looking at you for this one. Okay, <laughs> leave it. Leave a comment on our Instagram. We, we, we need to know. We need to know. Uh, okay, so yeah, no, I have no idea. No, I know you don't. I'm just. It's something I'm curious about. No, I know, I know, but I'm just saying I don't know and. 
moving on because it's it's a great question but yeah i have no idea whatsoever can Um, y'all tell that i annoy him with my questions sometimes but i still love her (laughs) i do still love it was a good question go ahead no it was a great it was a great question sometimes you just keep going but that's fine um i do i do absolutely (laughs) um now according to federal law regarding crimes of the high sea the FBI takes the lead on investigations like this. So the Coast Guard called the FBI to inform them of the crime and to let them know that it would take a day or two to get the Joe, uh, the Joe Cool towed back to Miami. Now, there's one problem with this. During that time, the evidence would be exposed to the elements. Mm-hmm. And this means that any kind of fibers, fingerprint prints, blood, anything that's on the boat could be washed away by rain, wind, uh, anything like that. So anything could taint this evidence. I mean, it's out on the sea, right? Right. So as not to lose any evidence, on Monday, September 24th of 2007, so two days, two days after they left. Okay. Special Agent David Nunez, along with other agents and members of the Coast Guard, took a flight to the Florida Keys. Okay. I'm assuming it was Key West. I don't know. They didn't specify. Um, Well, there's only those two airports, Marathon or Key West, so it'd have to be one of the two. Okay. Yeah. And I would think that, like, probably to get, like, based on the map, I would think it was probably Key West, but uh, they didn't didn't specify, specify. Um. But from there, they hopped on a helicopter, and this is coming straight from the FBI's website, but they hopped on a helicopter to the Coast Guard cutter. What a cutter is, I'm not real sure. It's a type of boat. Um, And then they took a quote-unquote fast boat uh, to the deserted Joe Cool. Not a speedboat, but a fast boat. A fast boat, which I don't know if that's faster than a speedboat or less fast than a speedboat, but it's fast. Okay, that's what matters. Yeah. Um, so it was because of this quick response that they were able to preserve the evidence and that evidence included things like blood with DNA that matched the victims and nine millimeter casings. Um, now I'm sure the salt water would really jack up if they hadn't got there. I would think so, but you know, I know the salt water rusts metal, but I don't know how quickly that goes. Um, I don't either, but I would imagine if you're like in the middle of the sea, it probably goes faster than if you're at a house on the beach. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so they said that now they did find out that it was the same brand, uh, that had been purchased by Zarabozo for the for a nine millimeter Glock that he owned. Okay, that's that's sus. Yeah, I mean it is. I I will say this I, from what I can from what I know about guns, they all use the same kind of nine millimeter is nine millimeter, right? So I've never heard of like Glock specific ammo. Um, so, but but you can still tell that it came out of a certain gun because well of the striations and stuff well and so uh, you know the the striations are unique on every gun right and that's right. it's like that fingerprint so 
they never said that they matched it to his Ruger, at least not that I saw. Okay. They just made it sound like it was Glock ammo, and I've never heard of Glock ammo. Gotcha. Okay. So, unless it was Glock brand ammo, which I've also never heard of. So, anyway, that being said, uh, during the investigation, it was discovered that the Joe Cool only traveled about half the distance it was supposed to um, from Miami. And then at that point, the vessel actually changed course and turned 190 degrees. In you know, so it's it's traveling the wrong this way. way and turns and goes down basically towards Cuba. Okay. Um, now remember that Archer and Zarabozo they both waived their Miranda rights right. and agreed to be interviewed. So on September 25th, law enforcement did just that. Interviewed him. Yeah, they interviewed him. Okay. So when shown the Joe Cool and asked if he'd ever seen it before, Zaraboza said that he did not recognize the vessel and had never been aboard it. Oh, Guillermo. Oh, Guillermo. Lying son of a bitch, Guillermo. Yeah. Told you it was sus. (laughs) And, And so they waited a little while, and later they asked him again. And his answer stayed the same. Like, he did not change. He said... I I mean, good for him for sticking to his story. I mean, I get that, but there is a problem with that. (laughs) It's kind of hard to stick to that story when one of the pieces of evidence they found on board was Was his his ID. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean... The pirate stole... You kind of fucked up there, buddy. The pirate stole his ID. Oh, and stuck it on the boat. Yeah, totally. I mean, he already... Yeah, and exactly. He already said that... I was about to say, bag up. Yeah. He's already admitted that all these people were killed by Cuban pirates, but it wasn't the Joe Cool he was on? Uh, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, so, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because he's guilty as shit. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Guillermo. Guillermo, what are you why doing? Didn't, why didn't you let Skippy or... <laughs> Skippy. Kirby. Kirby. The, I was like, who the fuck is Skippy? I couldn't remember the name. <laughs> let Kirby take the fall, Guillermo. Be smarter, Guillermo. Yes, I agree. So yeah, dumbass. Basically said he was never on the boat. And obviously he was there because his ID was there. Um, And he had just told this pirate story. And he just told the pirate story. Okay. Which was about the boat. So I I don't get it personally. Um, Sounds like an idiot. Those marijuana cigarettes. Oh, those marijuana cigarettes. They'll get you. marijuana cigarettes that they found on the boat. That reefer, it'll get you. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we talked actually quite a bit about Zarabozo. Zarabozo. Guillermo. Guillermo. But what about Archer? What? Kirby, not Skippy, but Kirby. Kirby, not Skippy, correct. <laughs> Although so, I feel like he's probably more of a Skippy than a Kirby. Mm. Now that I've heard the story, but go ahead. Well, it turns out he was a real piece of shit, actually. Yeah, so Skippy's a better name than... Yeah. So, uh, he was actually, it turns out through the investigation, being investigated in Arkansas for child molestation. What a douche. Yeah. And he had been charged for robbing a Walmart of $92,000. Okay, so good for him on the robbing Walmart of $92,000 because I didn't think Walmart had that much money. So good for Walmart? I don't know. No, 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 no. Dumb Walmart. Put your cash away. That's that's what my job does. You hit a certain limit, 
put that shit in a safe. If Walmart had $92,000 for this dumbass to steal, that's their own damn fault. True. And so, I don't, and I will say that I didn't see whether it was like cash or products or like how he stole nine. Like I wouldn't think but they would think keep of that the products. cash. But think of the products. How many products would he have had to steal and run out the damn Walmart in his pockets. To, oh, I know. That's, to value ninety-two thousand. That's what I'm saying. Like but, either way, good for him like, for stealing the ninety-two thousand. Maybe he worked for Walmart. I, I have no but idea. Fuck I did him not for the child molestation. I, I agree, but I, I apologize um, to our listeners because I did not fig. I did not go and figure out well, all the, of this. They but, pro- you probably couldn't. That's not the yeah, point of the story. I didn't care of the details on that, but. It, but the well, and let's be honest, ninety two thousand dollars from Walmart. One Walmart is a big deal, but for for the the Walmart that we all know. Oh yeah, ninety two thousand dollars is like dropping. Uh, yeah, it's like chunk change. Change yeah, in your so. in your couch or something. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So, but the the circuit court of Independence County, Arkansas, had actually issued a bitch bent not a bitch a bench warrant for his arrest. They should have issued a bitch warrant because he sounds like a bitch. I agree. Uh, they should have <laughs> issued a bitch stabbing. True. So they yeah they had they had issued a bench warrant for his arrest in January of that year for felony charges of property theft, which makes sense because it was ninety two thousand dollars worth. In, in really less expensive areas, you could buy a house for that. Yeah, right. I mean, shit. If we had ninety two thousand dollars, we'd have a third of a house. So anyway, well, that'd be a really good down payment. Hell yeah, it would be. So. Uh, so anyway, so during the interview with the investigators, Archer actually admitted that he knew about the warrant and that he knew he couldn't fly, which I'm assuming is hence why he took the boat. Right. So if you see, this is information we should not have shared, because if you're a criminal, you can't fly, but apparently you can boat. Well, you're not supposed to be able to, but we'll get to that in a minute. They have no way to check the criminal shit like right. flights do. Right. Although so, Carnival does. Yes. Well, there's probably a reason he didn't take Carnival. <laughs> yeah. But according to the United States of America versus Kirby Archer. Oh, he had his own damn case. His own damn case. There is probable cause to believe that on or about January 26, 2007, Kirby Logan Archer unlawfully moved and traveled in an interstate commerce to avoid prosecution in violation of 18 U.S.C. I believe it's section 1073. And that was dated September 26th. So that being said, stupid phone, shut up. Um, (laughs) So wait, 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 wait. He was on the run. I didn't realize it was that close together. Right. So, so think of it this way. He gets indicted, or I'm sorry. So he's being investigated for child molestation. He's indicted for the, he's indicted for the other shit. So he fucking runs from Arkansas to Florida. Right. Homeboy goes on the run, right? Because Florida, man, they're going to accept him. Right. So this is how quickly all this went. I mean, they moved quick because. Well, January, yeah, January to September is not that long, really. Well, no, but I'm not talking about that. I'm saying on September 22nd, they call to ask about the boat. On the 23rd day. But 
No, this is a serious question. Don't get annoyed with me. Okay. His indictments in Arkansas were in January of the same year, correct? Correct. So what I'm saying is January to September is not that long of a time. Right, yeah. So, yes, in January he gets... Well, and so hold on. Let me back up because now I have to look and find out exactly what you're asking me here. So... So, yes. No. Okay, so now I'm confused, and I don't know the answer to your question. So, is that what they're saying? Yeah. Okay, so in Jan... So, he was in January? He was in... Okay, then just cut it out and continue. Well, no, because here's the problem. So, this says, on or about Jan... And I copied this and pasted this motherfucker in here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I hate my case now. Okay. So I just read all of that. Um, and we actually had to go off mic for a minute and like discuss this. Because this actually confused me for half a second. And we had to fix it. So according to the United States v. Kirby, uh, Archer, which is the whole entire article that I read. Or one of them. They outline all of the happenings of what took place on the Joe Cool. But then at the very end, they come in and they start talking about January 27th, 2007. So this confused me for a minute and we had to kind of talk it out. Because all of this happened in September of 2007. So this happened months later. What did we say? January. Nine. Yeah, so we're looking at about nine months later. And what I believe is happening here is that they're using his escaping um, prosecution in Arkansas to hold him in jail while they investigate him for these murders, right? Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had to, like, talk that out for a minute because it boggled my mind. Um, So what I'm assuming happened, and uh, and I apologize, I didn't really, we don't really have the information, but it sounds like he... It's hard when the information's not available. We we have to infer from what is available. True. So we could be totally wrong, but this is our interpretation of the information that Mike read... Yeah, and we always try to be as accurate as possible, but in this case, we're a little vague here. But what I'm assuming happened is that somewhere around January 26th of 2007, he, being Kirby Archer, left Arkansas to avoid prosecution. So it sounds like he was kind of at large for about nine months. Right. There, There's no proof of where he was for those nine months so he could have been traveling he could have found some podunk town that he hid in for a while he could have been in freaking florida for those nine months yeah he could i mean and he probably he's probably you know planning his escape out of the country where he hid out i don't know but this is at least what it sounds like so that being said um those were the charges and this this was done uh or at least this was filed on uh, 
September 26, 2007, which is just um, three days after the murder. So they moved really, really quick in getting some sort of charges put impressive. on him. Yeah, they found some charges to put on him to keep him in jail so that they could, you know, investigate and prove that he had committed these murders. Right? Well, him and let's be honest, Zarabozo. Let's be honest, if they could if they could get him for murder, that's that's better than getting him for child molestation, sadly. Well, I, I say get him for all of it, but, you know. Right, I but agree. if they can at least get him for murder. Yeah, we're looking at, you know, life sentences or right. death penalty or Whereas something like that. Sometimes with child molestation and theft of $92,000, you can make a deal and they get out in a couple of years. Yeah. And you're back doing the same old shit. So right. I get waiting to try to. Absolutely, yeah. So anyway, sorry to get real serious and get onto an explainer there, but I did want to kind of fill in the, the blanks there because after I after I read it, I was sitting there going, wait, this is January, and I'd already read it, but it didn't <laughs> click then until I was saying it here, and Amy asked me a question, and I was like, well, shit, now it doesn't make any sense. What the hell? So, <laughs> My bad. Uh, no, no, no. I, I appreciate the questions, um, and, and you know, we want to give you the best information. So, But we won't always have the best information because it's not always out there. But we'll always do our best. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we yeah. will. So... Uh, so anyway, so yes, thank you for your question, Amy, and thank you for talking it through with me because <laughs> I was like, oh no, my brain hurts. Um, well, he was ready to turn it off, y'all. I was. I and was, you wouldn't have had an episode. I know. I was getting Tuesday. irritated. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, um, so they tied it up pretty quickly. They've got him kind of locked down now. And of course, you know, he's wanted in Arkansas. So they've already got some chi- uh, files charged they've already charged him with something at this point or they're working on charging him um wait florida is this is florida okay, yeah okay, okay. yeah so they're so because essentially what the whole point of that united states versus kirby archer is is they're saying you tried to flee the country okay while you already had some shit going down. Right. So that that's another charge on top of the child molestation and the the theft. And now possibly murder and now fleeing the country. This is right. fucked. He's fucked. Yeah, so they've got him tied up at least they've got him where they want him at least while they can investigate him and worst case scenario if they can. he waived his rights, right? He waived his rights, you know, obviously to not speak, right? right? Not to incriminate himself. So in July of 2008, Kirby Logan Archer actually wound up pleading guilty to four counts of first-degree murder in order to save himself from the death penalty. Because Florida will fry you just like Texas will. True. So then on October 14th, 2008, he was sentenced to five life terms. Good. To run How did he uh, get five, though? Consecutively. So it was funny. I, I was wondering the same thing. Because there was only four people murdered, right? Right, right, exactly. So they he wasn't just charged with the the murders. There were right. other charges involved. And so, so they they chopped it up to another right. Lesson. So taking all of the extra counts, gotcha. uh, all the extra stuff into account, they wound up. And, and I'll I'll explain it a little bit more in a minute. Now but. I may be jumping ahead, but did Arkansas <clears throat> hop on board with the child molestation and the theft? So I don't know if they wound up coming back and charging or him or not. Or they were just like. <laughs> 
you got him for five life sentences. We're not going to waste yeah. our money. I imagine that's the case, okay. but I didn't see one way or the gotcha. other. Um, but then uh, Guillermo Zarboza Guillermo. 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 was convicted on a weapons charge, but his trial ultimately ended in a hung jury. So they're saying that Kirby did it all. Kind of. Well, so Kirby... Kirby said he did. Yeah, he admitted guilt so they didn't have to have the death penalty. So I actually saw an interview with the prosecutors in Florida. Mm -hmm. And in that, they stated, you know, this is going to be a really hard case to try because we have no witnesses. Sure, they're all dead. We have evidence, but it's not the best evidence. Circumstantial. We have some really good circumstantial evidence, and we do have some evidence, but it's not like the best evidence. So all they really had was... Well, and they have no bodies. They have blood. They never found the bodies. But they got dumped in the ocean, and he said flat out the likelihood of them actually recovering the bodies yeah, is so thin. So... You know, they're... So all they have is Kirby Skipper, Skippy, whatever I called him earlier. Kirby Archer. <laughs> right, no, but I called him Skippy Oh, Skippy Archer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all we have is his confession. Right, and I don't and even Guillermo know... won't confess. Right, and I don't even know if him cutting... I don't think they can use him cutting a deal against... Zarbozo. No, they wouldn't be able to. Right. Because for all they know, Guillermo... Could have truly thought they were going to the Bahamas. Like, Guillermo could have been Skippy's buddy. Right. So, he wound up getting a hung jury. um, But what we do know is that if if you're innocent, if you're found innocent, then there's double jeopardy. You can't be retried. But if there is a hung jury, that is not a verdict. And so, yeah, you can be retried. they usually move the... They usually move the trial to a different area because mm-hmm. a lot of times hung jury is because the jury is so influenced by media that. Yeah. And I don't know if they actually moved this one or not. I didn't see anything about that. But what I did see is that, um, you know, they've got him on a weapons charge, at least. So they, they've got him in prison now, too, uh, at least while they're. This is a serious weapon charge if he's in like freaking prison. And well, not just, I like... say pr- jail, oh, okay. prison. Okay. I don't know. But. So they've got him at least locked down for the moment. So while the um, while the prosecution is working on redoing their case, they're still trying to build something. The investigators are still working, and they wound up getting access to uh, his email. Guillermo's email. Guillermo. Oh, Guillermo. And they actually found emails between him and his girlfriend where he's talking about going to cuba and that he knew he was going to cuba now here's where shit gets even stranger am i gonna have to change his name from guillermo to like guillermo i mean you do what you want but apparently guillermo was a security guard and he had always wanted to be in law enforcement well i'm not exactly and i didn't see like how him and archer uh, or how him and Kirby Archer met. Skippy. Skippy. But what I do know is, <laughs> <laughs> but what I do know is that somewhere along the way, Guillermo, Guillermo took the wrong path. Uh, well, Kirby 
Archer convinced Guillermo that he was in the CIA and that um, he needed help and that he was that Guillermo was going to be a part of some special secret CIA undercover operation. Okay, so Guillermo can stay Guillermo because he thought he was helping the CIA. Yeah. But so anyway, so yeah, so he gets on the boat knowing damn well he's going to Cuba. But he thinks he's helping out like the fucking government. Right. So. Vomit. Well. So no matter what he thought, it turns out that when they checked the bullets, uh, I'm sorry, the bullet casings. It was his gun, right? There were actually two guns used. So he. Helped. More than likely was a shooter. Or or Skippy took both guns and went blam 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 blam. Right, blam. that's why I said more than likely. So it's more than likely, or it's pretty likely that they both participated in the killing. But Guillermo thought he was helping the CIA. Apparently, so but uh, but that's apparently no shit. Like he really thought that for some reason, and apparently thought it was okay to kill all these people on board because it was. For the better good of the country. I don't know. Well, if you think you're working with the CIA, which is a government organization, and it's like the top hidden CIA people yeah, supposedly like kill people clandestine operations. The time. And yeah, I get it. But like, no, I don't get poor it. Poor really dumb don't. guy. So, poor dumb guy. Yeah. So anyway, in February of 2009, with the help oh, of those emails. So we're emails, two years later yep, now. Yep. But with the help of those emails... Guillermo Zaraboza, Zarabozo, I'll get it right eventually, or I won't, Guillermo. Uh, was found guilty of conspiracy, four counts of first-degree murder, and mm. kidnapping, robbery, hijacking, and violence aboard a ship, and, and then he had those weapon charges as well, right? So, Guillermo. So then, Guillermo. a month later... On May 6, 2009, he received a sentence of five consecutive life terms in prison. So same as Skippy do. Plus 85 years. Why did he get more? He didn't plead guilty. And they felt like since he didn't plead guilty, he needed a... They were going to make an example of him, so they gave him an extra 85 Well, he's a fucking idiot that thought he was working with the CIA. I don't disagree. But... That being said, that if is If anybody my... has Guillermo's prison address, please give it to me. I'm going to write him and tell him, I'm sorry you thought you were working for the CIA. No, please don't. Please um, do. Please don't. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess, really, to kind of wrap things up, do you believe in karma? Yeah. Yeah? So... Wait, did Skippy die? No. Oh. Goodness, you get so excited. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. You said karma. I know. So these two guys charter this boat, kill four innocent people for really no fucking reason, divert their course from the Bahamas to Cuba, but guess what? Maybe they just really wanted some good cigars. Maybe. But guess what? They are not sailors. Correct. And so when Captain these... Jack was a sailor. Right. Uh, well, uh, his name was Jake. Captain you said Jack Jake. to begin with. I know, I know, I know. Jake, sorry. We're, we're Captain we got that, Jack. We got that Pirates of the Caribbean disease going on. Um, but when these guys diverted their course 
it changed the amount of distance they were traveling. So what wound up happening is they ran out of gas <laughs> 30 to 40 miles away from freedom in Cuba and had to jump in a little orange life raft dinghy thing. With their luggage. With their luggage, which had... And, and they tried... And they couldn't to, even get it all. They couldn't even get all their luggage. Well, they got all their luggage, but they uh, jump in this damn thing. No, and you they said tried there to, was luggage found on the boat when they uh, found the, the boat. The crew member's luggage. They got their luggage. Okay, well, they got I asked that shit. earlier, and you made it sound like they only got part of... Oh, yeah, no. They, okay, they got okay. their shit. They got their okay. six bags. Except for the freaking ID. Except for the ID, right? Except for Guillermo's ID. Yep. But yeah, I mean, all all of that, and they were 30 miles from freedom. I don't why know how far the learn, boat floated, but they, they were close. Why they just learn how to swim? That's a long way to swim with some sharks in the water um, or I'm just saying if... I wouldn't you, want to swim that far, shit. Well, I wouldn't either, but if I was trying to escape the ch- kind of charges Skippy was... I'd be risking that. I'd rather be eaten by a shark than go to jail for life five times. True. True. Just saying. <clears throat> so, that is my case. The last little bit of information that I accidentally found as I was going through all of this. And, and, and really, it's, it, it's kind of sad, but it kind of brings everything back together. Um, what happened to the girlfriends? Do we know? Or were know. they fake? I, I'm assuming that the girlfriends in... Cuba were, or in, I'm sorry, in the Bahamas Bahamas were were fake. fake. Uh, That's what I'm assuming. Okay. Uh, Me too. I was just curious. Yeah. And you said as much. So we'll wrap this all up with, um, and this is a article from uh, courthousenews.com entitled Joe Cool Boat Owner Sued Over 2007 Murders. And this is from March 23rd, 2009. The owner got sued? Yeah. So, the parents of Scott Gamble, who was 35 when he died, actually wound up filing a lawsuit against uh, Sissy Baby Sport Fishing, Inc., Jeff Branham, LR Alliance Manufacturing, Inc., and Deep Sea Miami, Inc., in a federal court. Now, I'm that's almost a straight quote, so which is why I gave you um, the article title. But... It, you heard the name Branham in there, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I believe Jeff Branham. Uh, so they say that he is the sole owner of Deep Sea, which owned the Joe Cool. So he is. I thought the Sissy owner. Baby owned Joe Cool. No, so Sissy Baby is the charter company, but um, you remember the the captain was Jack Branham. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I remember that. And so, so he was 27. His wife was 30. Oh, the captain was only 27? The captain was only 27. And uh, so was Samuel Carey, both of them. But Jeff Branham is actually the uncle of the Joe the Cool boat captain, right? Mm-hmm. So he's Jack Branham's uncle. So this is where it gets a, a little sad, right? I get it. Um I, I, like, I understand, like, they want to file a lawsuit, but, like, he died too, right? So, this guy lost, you know, his nephew, his nephew's wife, and then, um, I, and good again, friend. I don't remember, we don't know, but well, and I don't friend. remember if Samuel Kirby was a family friend or was a cousin or something, like, it was yeah. some sort of relation, there was, but. There was, um, 
one article said one thing and one said another, so yeah, we don't really I was a know. But confused. they were close. They were close. Right. Regardless, they were close to the family. Right. So, but I, you know, I, I kind of understand where the lawsuit is with that. But again, he he lost as well. But what I will say, you just had to cut that cheese, didn't you? <laughs> done it like, She's literally cutting cheese. I I done it like three times without that happening. Mm. So, so yeah, so so like where I where I get like their that he lost family and on all this stuff, and so I, I don't really fully understand that. What I do understand is the lawsuit against the Sissy Baby Sport Fishing Incorporated because what this article actually highlighted that I didn't see in the other ones is remember we said that they were paid $4,000 mm-hmm. in cash. Apparently when they pulled out the cash, it was a big gigantic wad of, so it was fucking sus cash. It was, Oh yeah. They pulled it. It wasn't it's like, like it's they like, pulled it out of an ATM. It's like it was I like busted they... 10 grand out of my pocket and gave you four and stuffed the rest back I in my pocket. I pulled it out my butt. Right. Right. I mean, he, Pulls out this gigantic wad of money. But a, don't a sue roll. your fucking family-ish whatever. Like, what, okay. leave, leave Uncle Brenham out of it. Right, right. Sue Sissy Baby. Fine. Well, and, well, and what's worse with Sissy Baby is that those bags that, he, that the, the Sissy Baby owner helped load up without checking with this kind of sus deal going on was full of cash were. and guns. All the cash and all the guns. So yeah, suit so that ninety. Sissy baby. I'm assuming that ninety-seven thousand that was stolen was probably in that bag. Now that's an assumption. I don't know that for a fact. Right? Because nobody that was knows. Because nobody knows. Right. What we do know is there was a there were suitcase or the there was a suitcase full, full of, of money and guns, cash and guns. So sue fucking stripper ass sissy baby boats, but don't sue your. Family slash, you're such a good friend, you might as well be family person, because all of his peeps died. Right. And now, his peeps died, now you're going to sue his ass? That's fucking fucked up. I mean, I get it. No, that's Oh, yeah, because he's just the boat captain, right? He's just driving the boat. It was the well, other he wasn't guy. even the captain. The captain died. <clears throat> uh, no, that's my point. Yeah, like... Yeah. What? Why? What? The, the... <clears throat> right. <clears throat> So yeah, and I don't. I'm not real sure who these other companies are. I'm not going to get into it. It's not important. But yeah, it's I mean, like tourist <clears throat> companies, or probably yeah. They probably booked the boat through the Miami whatever you said. Like, yeah. yeah. But ultimately, they filed suit. Don't know how that turned out. This was from 2009. I didn't bother going and checking because well, let's be honest. In know. Miami, another case happened that overtook that one and. They probably never published how that ended up. Or they may have. So if you're interested, I'm sure you can go Google some more and probably find it if you dig deep enough. I just wasn't too worried about it. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, that's kind of how it all concluded is, you know. Go into the rabbit hole. Yeah. I, I, I accidentally find these little articles when I'm Googling. And so I wind up clicking on them and then, you know, whatever. So Y'all, if you're on a boat... With really close family members and they get shot, don't sue your, what I envision to be, 
really like super sweet uncle that probably like sits in his recliner and just like signs some shit every day. Especially when he lost his fucking family. That's, mm, that makes me mad. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if that's how it all went down, we're, that's an assumption. So, but yeah. So anyway, that is my case. And now that I'm done, I think we've got one more beer to review. Um, one last one. One last beer. So crack it open and we'll, we'll just share it. Cause, uh, yeah, this is from the Florida Keys Brewing Company that we've already tried a couple from. But this is their Iguana Bait Kolsch style. Uh, Mike said it earlier, but it's an ale brewed with hibiscus and local honey. Oh, nice! It's kind of a lower ABB. It's one point, or it's five point one. Yeah, one one point something. I'm not drinking that. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, five point one. And we actually we actually got the opportunity, and we said this earlier to visit the Florida Keys Brewing Company. Captain Dana um, recommended it to us because she's she's friends with some people who work there. And we were lucky enough to show up, and we were the only ones there. They had just opened. We got to hang out with the bartender, Brendan, Brandon, and he said Iguana Bait was their most popular beer. Really? Is what he told me. I mean, I get it. Tropical location, tropical beer, hibiscus. I tried it because I like the can, and I wanted the can for my beer garden. It is a very colorful, decorative uh, can. Yeah, it's, it's got, got iguana. It's and got the some flowers and all sorts of stuff. It's yeah. Oh, the that's what that is. Totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna crack it now. And I already knew I liked it because I've already had like four of them prior to this. All right. But let's, I don't know that Mike has tried it. Let's see. I'm going to try not to be too harsh on it because I'm not expecting to like it with He won't like it. He honey, doesn't. But... This is not his type of beer. It's not. I'm going to give it a chance, though. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's see. Ready? And... So I've had worse beers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just not my style. No, it's another... It's an ale and... Like I said, bartender Brandon said it that it was their most popular, and I actually believe that based on where they're located. But it's another one of those beers that I feel like if you don't like beer, it would be a good one to start out with, like the coconut one that I had earlier. Yeah, yeah, and Kolsch's tend to be a lot lighter, and so... Well, and I usually don't like Kolsch's. They're not my favorite, but I, I do really like this one, and... I really had a blast at Florida Keys Brewing Company. Oh, yeah. And Isla Morada. Isla Morada, you got it that time. Good job. High five. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. And First Legal Rum Distillery. We had a blast at all three. I'm sad that we didn't get to go to the Hemingway Distillery, but we're going to go back in October, and we're going to check out all the places we missed, and we'll let you all know what we think. Yep, and I'm going to tell you all about one more beer that I think was probably one of my absolute favorites on the entire trip. So if you're down in Key West, there's a little um, a little brewery called First, First Flight. Flight. And it's actually, I think, and I don't remember the exact story, but I want to say that it's like in the original like Key West 
Pan America. Pan Am. Pan Am. Which is um, Pan America. Yeah. yeah. You, you got it. Okay. Yeah. So it was in the first Pan Am uh, ticket office yes. uh, from like way back in the day, right? Well, and yeah. So, Pan Am hasn't been around for freaking ever. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but oh my God, their beers are on point and i wanted so bad to bring some back and and do the review with that but they don't have like distribution yet they said not even in florida they don't even even have distribution in florida yet right now they said they're working on it so i am expecting to see something hopefully within you know well i'll hope but well we're planning on um coming back to the keys in October for our 10-year wedding anniversary. And he made it sound like by then they might at least have distribution in Florida. But I can speak from experience with the company that I work with. Liquor licenses, distribution things can end up taking longer than you expect. But they're working very, very hard to be able to at least distribute in Florida. But they are really really good and if you're in key west you definitely should go check it out they have a restaurant i highly 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 recommend oh it was mike's favorite for sure i loved it they had and i'm I'm actually trying to find the beer right now um because on their website i'm only seeing okay so i had i had the pineapple passion fruit ipa is what i had and even I liked that one. It was it was really good. It, you liked it a lot more than I did, but I thought it. I I still thought it was really good. And you had the nuts and bolts chocolate peanut butter ale. Oh my god! And I absolutely loved it. And I think one of the, like the the nutty flavor in it was, it was so very nutty. it was. But I loved that. I was like, it was everything I expected out of that kind of beer and more. It was freaking awesome. So anyway. That you guys, if you're in Key West, stop by, have a pint. It's freaking awesome. But that being said, I think we're done. We're we, done. We got through a ton of beers today. We got through our cases. Um, hopefully, we'll make our flight in the morning because, my God, man. Um, we'll see you next week. We honestly don't know what next week's case is going to be. No, we'll have to figure it out. Um but It'll either be Texas Killing Fields or something else. True, true. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. It'll be a surprise for everybody. But, um, you know, thank you guys for joining us yet again. Please be sure to like, rate, and review on everything. Follow us on all the things. Yeah, we're on Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on... Deezer, right? Yeah, Deezer. And I don't remember half the other ones. I can't... Yeah. Instagram, yeah. Facebook. Yeah, on all the things. Uh, our email is info at bloodandbarrels.com if you have suggestions. I will try to get um, a Twitter set up at some point. It just hasn't he been He has to build our website priority. first. Yes, so. I was looking at that today. I'm going to build the website. It will come, I promise. So, But, any, but, but thank you guys again for joining us. Um, like and if said, you're new, thank you. And like I said, we do have the email info at bloodandbarrels.com. If you have case suggestions, um, if you have breweries, wineries, distilleries, meateries, any of those suggestions of places to check out, let us know. Um, We love to have suggestions. We've taken some suggestions from the breweries, wineries, and meateries. 
So we would love to have suggestions from you guys. Yep, absolutely. And I think there was one final thing I was going to say, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Doo Doo Brown. Doo Doo Brown. <laughs> um, poop. Which is Doo Doo Brown. <laughs> Which is Doo Doo Brown. That's right. Um, Follow us on Patreon. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Thank oh, you. you oh, my God. I could not remember. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, and we are, so we were actually talking about this today, one final note, um, we were talking about this today, we're going to start putting together some um, extra content to post that on our Patreon, so when we get that up, we will let you know about it, and uh, hopefully you'll go over to uh, Patreon, become part of the Blood and Barrels family, and you know, join us in our extra stuff. We will, um, after we start getting some new extra content, which we still don't know what that's going to be, but we'll let you know. If you have ideas. Yeah, if you've got ideas, yeah, let us know. (laughs) I mean, shit, you're you're the ones who are going to be joining us, so let us know what you want to hear about. If you just want us to bullshit or do more alcohol reviews or, you know, whatever it is. or Coffee reviews. Whatever. Stupid ass crimes, like, like, dumb dumb criminals like whatever it is you like just florida let us man know, like florida man or you know duct tape bandits or whatever <laughs> you let us know what you want to hear we'll We're start putting it together it. for you because we love you guys we appreciate you guys and when i say guys i mean everybody um and we hit 50 downloads today so thank you all yeah true that true that we appreciate every person and every listen so I think we've ran it on long enough. Yep. Thank you guys so said, much. We love you. We love you. We're out. We'll see you next week. Or we'll you'll hear us next week. We won't see you. But we'll be thinking about you. All right. <laughs> Bye guys.